trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort. We've had quite a packed year here at the Topical Resort, despite the show only starting four months into the year. And what better way to round it off than by looking back? So let's do just that. Today on the Topical Resort, we'll be taking a look at the episodes from 2017. I
Okay, please say you can hear me. Please tell me immediately if you can hear me. I, I really hope you can. If you can't, uh, that's worrying. And uh, I guess too bad in that case. Uh, please. <laughs> I'm waiting for the messages. Right, hurry up. You hear me? Oh! <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you have no idea how nice it is to say someone to say that they hear me. This is refreshing. Oh! And with that, welcome to the Topical Resort. Uh, apparently, I was saying some stuff and you couldn't hear. You couldn't hear it, and uh, this started off a bit messy. We're like, this did not go well today. For starters, uh, we kicked things off of audio issues where you couldn't actually hear the music, and I, I had to spend tons of time fixing that. And then apparently you couldn't hear my microphone, and if you couldn't hear my microphone, it was basically me apologising in the intro. I will be, I will be, you know, cutting that back into the podcast. If you want to listen to what I actually had to say, go ahead and listen to the podcast version of this rather than the stream version, because you'll be getting the better experience. I don't know what fixed my microphone because I literally have it on the same settings as normal and just a quick refresh seemed to somehow fix it. But there we go. Yes. So for those of you who didn't quite hear me or haven't quite seen the blog post or haven't quite seen everything yet, what this episode is going to be about is we're going to be talking about our favourite episodes of this show from the year 2017. And I want to hear your responses. So, you know, send them over anywhere you want through Discord, radioseg.gf/discord. Perhaps send them in through Twitter at Radio Sega, at Topical Resort, at The Green Vaporate. All of those ways, and you, all those ways will be able to, you know, let me know. So, I guess I should probably start this off with some of my favourite episodes personally. And I'm going to, uh, rather sort of ironically, I guess, going to kick this off with the Res episode and why that's one of my favourites. So, I guess the reason why the Res episode is one of my favourites is because I think that's more so down to do with what had been occurring at the time because the, the time when the Rez episode was hosted hadn't been a very good week for me it, I don't really want to get too much into the specifics but um, yeah um, it just wasn't very nice but the point is here despite all that despite all the sort of you know bad stuff that happened that week the reason the Rez episode is one of my favourites is not only because it's a great episode but also because I was able to put that stuff behind me and still create something really good in my opinion despite what should have been hardcomings. And also it's just one of my favourites just of the content, you know, people really loved it, there was a lot of interaction in the Discord, a lot of people being introduced to new res tracks they didn't know and hopefully in that case I introduced people to res where they may have not have known it. And also I got to talk about Child of Eden which needs more love, Child of Eden is a very great game with a great soundtrack which unfortunately isn't eligible for Radio Sega. But aside from that, another one of my favourite episodes is the Sega Saturn episode, which actually happened quite recently. I really enjoyed this one because it was sort of one of the first times where we started like stacking up requests. A lot of people wanted something to request and they wanted to hear some stuff. And in particular, like the fa- my favourite episodes are the ones where we have you know good chats, but we also have a very good selection of music. And I think there the music was definitely a highlight. The chat was also very good in my opinion. It's... Not one of my favourite episodes, but I thought I'd highlight it at the beginning because I'm sort of doing this in like ascending order. And this is one of them, but not the favourite in my opinion. So yeah, that's why I chose that. But anyway, we've got a few people here in the chat room right now. We've got Lost Impact, we've got Twinny, we've got um, Electric Boogaloo, we've got Doan, we've got Shaddix, 
We got I I all these lovely people are currently tuning into the chat room. So yes, thank you so much to everyone who is currently here. It's awesome of you to be here. But I think I'm actually gonna get into some music while I just, you know, wait for your responses or if you've already sent them in, obviously you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, take a quick breather, and then we'll be back with some more opinions and some more 2017 coverage here on the Topical Resort. But we're going to kick off this block with a track from Rez, rather fittingly, considering we talked about it. So from the arranged version of Rez, this is Boss Attacks. You're listening to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. We're recapping our favourite episodes of 2017. Enjoy.
Tropical Resort, only on Radio Sega. Request Resort. Send your request relating to the topic of the episode in a tweet to at Radio Sega or the Green Viper 8. 
or send it in a Discord DM to Green Viper 8 through our Discord server at radioese.ga forward slash Discord. And welcome back to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. What you just had there was from Neon Genesis Evangelion Second Impression. Oh, no Japanese words. <laughs> um, the Japanese words being Shinsaiki Evangelion Second Impression. There you go. So um, there, was, there was some confusion in the chat because Jamie didn't know whether this was just a track from the anime manga series. Uh, ma- manga? So the anime manga series. I can't speak today. I'm in a complete mess right now. <laughs> Jamie was wondering that. And um, no, it's actually from the Saturn game of Evangelion which was released and I believe it was released oh wait, I know it was published by Sega but I also believe it was developed by a Sega team so it technically is fully Sega there so yes that was relevant and it was relating to the Saturn episode being one of my favorites and before that from the arranged version of Res that was Boss Attacks which was obviously in relation to the Res episode of the show while we were away we actually had a few more responses to the question um, I'm not going to read them out now because I'm going to save them for when they actually come along. But we do have one that we'll be reading off in a bit. But another one of my favourite episodes that I wanted to talk about personally was actually one skin only a few weeks ago. It was only at the beginning of December, in fact. And also, fun little fact, it was the last time you actually heard this talk bed because <laughs> for the month of December I somehow managed to dodge t- using my normal talk bed. So I used special ones in every episode aside from this one. But yes, um, this was the Sega Xbox 360 games episode, which I went into expecting to really enjoy because I just love the Xbox 360. It's one of my favourite consoles, I go on about it a lot. And this episode definitely didn't disappoint. Because this was also the first episode where Sega Mixer Drive wasn't on after the episode, and for those of you who are a bit out of the loop, maybe you're a bit new to Radio Sega, what you need to know is that Sega Mixer Drive is Rexy's Friday 9pm show, which plays the best Sega remixes, and... It's normally on every Friday night, except it's gone a little bit of a break at the moment. This was the first time it officially went on a break, so which meant I could do as long a show as I wanted, and in this case, it went on for three hours. And I think this is just one of my favourite episodes because the atmosphere it gave off. Once again, lots of requests, lots of talk, and it was talking about something that I was especially passionate about. And I think that's one of my favourite episodes of Topical Result, when I'm talking about something I'm passionate about. Or, as we'll talk about later... Some of my favourites episodes that I go into expecting not to like, then I turn out absolutely loving. Something that I wouldn't think I'd be passionate about, but it turns out I'm incredibly passionate about and I just didn't know it. Which is, well, yeah, one of the episodes we'll be talking about in a bit. But in fact, two of the episodes we'll be talking about in a bit, actually, which very, which are very surprising. And I hope, you know, I hope I'm able to recreate that sort of feeling in, a, in future episodes, maybe. But yes, that's my opinion on the Sega Xbox 360 games episode. It also helps... It's just some really great games, there's just a lot of stuff to talk about, because not only is there, as I said, great games, there's also a lot of games in general. So you just got a vast quantity that you can talk about for hours on end, but I had to cut it shorter, because, you know, three hours is long enough for a radio show, in my opinion. Um, let's check this. We got a few requests in here. Uh, Passion View... Uh, QMSR, yes, yes, MSR jokes, Jamie, indeed. But in particular, there was one song that I actually didn't get to play, that I wanted to play from the Sega, well, that I wanted to play on the Sega Xbox 360 games episode, which is a track from Sonic Generations, which we'll be hearing in a bit. But we're going to be going through the chat room, because, you know, there's quite a few of you who have stuff to say. Um, 
So I just posted an interesting article from the BBC that was uh, the five visions for the future of music, and one of them, or one of the visions of the future, is Hatsune Miku, obviously, of um, of Vocaloid fame, but also Sega fame because Sega obviously created the video games, as you're probably well aware at this point if you're a Sega fan. So with Hatsune Miku being one of the five visions of the future of music, we have to sort of question why. So apparently, um, yeah, Hatsune Miku is fairly big, but oh, according to this article, Hatsune Miku is fairly big. But in this case, they're referencing she's big because of um, I get I can't actually figure it out because it's apparently collaborations. But I wouldn't say that collaborations makes you automatically, you know, like a superstar. But obviously, Miku is definitely very famous. But could you argue that perhaps? In recent years, that fame has been dwindling. Yes, um, that's my argument there. But I think we're actually going to read off another one of... I say another one, we haven't read off any yet. I'm going to read off one of my responses, which I got actually after the last episode, almost immediately. And this, once again, comes from our good friend of the show, Electric Boogaloo, who is currently chatting in the chat room. He's not a good friend because he's a listener. And listeners can be good friends as well, but he's mainly a listener. So he says, My favourite Topical Resort episode definitely has to be the compilations episode, mainly because I'm a demo disc aficionado and love hearing unique music heard in menus. I believe this was actually one of his requests for an episode, if I recall correctly. I'm not sure. I think like I originally came up with the concept, but I think he said he would like to hear it. In which case, I think I eventually went for that. Because I know that there's only been a few episodes that have been requested by people. But whenever people request an episode, I tend to sort of, you know, want to do it. Because it's a very cool idea and fan interaction is a very lovely thing indeed. Always creates some great episodes, in my opinion. But yes, his his request for, the, for this episode, for the... I can't remember what I officially classed it as. It was the... The compilations episode. Yeah, compilations episode. He does say that there. His, his request for this was from Sega Screams Volume 2, the main menu theme. A very lovely track if I do say so myself. So we're going to be getting into that in just a second. But as for now, why don't we listen to my track from Sonic Generations, which I requested. So, from Sonic Generations, this is Challenge Mission 1, Supersonic Racing, Cash Cast vs. Junsenoi Remix, right here on the Topical Resort. Yeah. 
Request results. Welcome back to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. What you just heard there was from Sega Screams Volume 2, the menu theme, as requested by Electric Boogaloo. He said that the compilations episode of Topical Resort was his favourite. And before that, from Sonic Generations, that was Challenge 1. Oh, sorry, Challenge, Mission 1, Supersonic Racing, Cash Cash versus, versus, uh, who's it versus? Was it June? Yeah, versus June Snowy Remix. And that was requested by myself because that was in reference to one of my favourite episodes being the Sega Xbox 360 Games episode. And in the chat room there, we have a few bits. Uh, Electric Boogaloo says the loop may be off there. Uh, it more than likely is. That's because I manually looped it within the program or within my radio software rather than in an Audacity file or 
you know, fancy audio editing software. I'm not that fancy, in case you couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, um, I'm going to be talking about one of my favourite unlikely episodes. And I say it's unlikely because I didn't actually expect to enjoy it, but in the end I went into it and I really enjoyed it. And it was... It was my favourite episode, but then something came along a bit later that sort of uh, beat it in. Jamie says I didn't play his request. Um, I should have probably mentioned this, but I'm going to be spreading them all throughout the show because we got another we got another two requests actually here, and then we got your request in the next music block right there. So yeah, apologies. I I forgot to mention that I don't I'm not doing it the same same way I normally do. So your request is still going to be played. Do not worry. Yes, this was the Yakuza episode that I am referencing in particular as being an unlikely favourite, because this was my favourite until one episode which I'll be talking about later, as I said. The reason I really enjoyed this episode was... I'd recently started getting into the Yakuza games. Like, I'd played parts of Zero and I'd played parts of the others, but it was sort of one of those things where I was learning, as not only as the episode went on, but as I was like researching and doing all this sort of stuff. It's sort of one of those things I really learnt with the audience in that case. And there was a lot of, not just in requesting, but there was just a lot of participation in general. And teaching me things that I didn't know. And I think that learning experience thing, as well as getting to play a lot of new music that I didn't know. And I had to listen through all of the Yakuza soundtracks just to pick out some tracks that I really thought were solid stuff. Just by doing that, I really think that made it a standout episode because... It was so unlikely, because it's something I knew so little about, it wasn't probably going to be good, but it just went all against the odds and became amazing, in my opinion, which is why I really enjoyed it. In case you haven't noticed, I haven't actually... um... Apologies, I'm reading the chat again. I guess I wouldn't probably have done a Yakuza episode this suddenly, had it not been for the for the announcements that came right before the episode and I thought this is almost too perfect because I sort of had it in my mind that I wanted to do Yakuza but I thought to myself I don't know I don't really know too much about this it's not gonna be good so all that sort of stuff I'm going back over again but then a ton of Yakuza news was announced and I'm like oh this gives me some solid stuff to talk about I might not be out you know out of completely out of my league here I guess and yeah, that sort of roughly convinced me to do it finally and I went on the episode on the guys that oh let's celebrate the news that was recently announced <laughs> but yeah I think that's pretty much it and in case you haven't noticed I'm not going to be talking on end at this point I've completely forgotten if I've said something because just so many things running around in my head because there's not really too much to say about these episodes that I can't repeat again and again because it's fairly obvious why I like them and I think there are also a lot of episodes that people enjoy, I guess. Or the, the episodes that I pick seem to be the ones that people enjoy. But I've also seen, due to the, due to what people have been requesting, there's been quite a widespread of ones that I didn't really expect people to say, to which I have to say thank you to, because that's really sort of appreciated that you enjoyed episodes that perhaps I wasn't able to enjoy myself. Not saying that I, you know, hate hosting the Topka Resort, but sometimes there's episodes where I think, or coming out of them like, mm, I didn't think that was as good as I would have liked it to be considering how much I like the topic at hand. And other times where I'm like, that was okay, but there was these few little things that stopped me from fully enjoying it. <laughs> sort of like this episode. 
But yeah, <laughs> apologies if I'm coming off at slightly negative. As I say, uh, it wasn't my intention. It just sort of happened. Uh, once again, we've got a few things here in the chat room. Um, just 28 actually says himself, if it weren't for, if it weren't in part for the resurgence of the Yakuza series outside of Japan, it wouldn't have been one of your favourite episodes of the show. That and seeing TCB play Yakuza 5-0 in Kiwami. It certainly helps, you know, when people will sort of see that sort of stuff, I guess. Or, or you know, if, if perhaps the Yakuza series had been destined to fail, like it sort of was, thanks to, uh, Dead Souls. If it had failed and it hadn't come back, then I, I have no clue what the fate of that episode would have been. It's interesting to see, sort of with hindsight, how things could have been different. I say hindsight, but the episode was hosted well after I already had the hindsight, but there we go. I'm going to be reading out two opinions of friend of the show, because, see, I, I have to say friend of the show now, because Electric Boogaloo got a bit upset. I'm joking, of course, Boogaloo. Love you, really. Um, <laughs> our friend of the show, Lost Impact, actually gave two opinions as to her favourite episodes of the Topical Resort, and one of them was the one that I was expecting to hear, I'm going to be honest, because I thought I... I th my one complaint with this episode is, even though I'm known for not particularly liking this console, I feel like I bashed this console slightly too much in this episode, but at the same time, according to Lost Impact, it came off as comedic, so perhaps it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. So Lost Impact says that her favourite episode of Topical Resort was the very first one she tuned into, which was the Sega PS2 games episode. The first show tuned into once again, and it convinced her to stick around. Me bashing the DVD player and Dreamcast down was very entertaining. Thanks for all the topical. Well, she also says thanks for all the topical resorts episodes this year. I really enjoyed them. I hope the show will continue next year. With her request being Lost Impact from Shadow the Hedgehog, aka the first song she requested on the show, and obviously now a username. Yes. Um. We also got another response, but she also gave one more response, which was a second one, which I haven't actually had time to read yet. So, she says, another episode that I really enjoyed was the Sonic Mania Zones episode, which was, um, Zones we like to see in Sonic Mania was the title I think I gave it. Episode for the memes in particular. Death Chamber, aka Hull, featuring Jamie where you have to find three magic pucker pies, and the rapping is done by Aya in his northern accent, where one of... It was one of my zones requested for Sonic Mania, and the other was Dino Jungle from Secret Secret Memes, where you use motion controls to control Sonic, and seven rings in hand plays every time you jump, get hit, or collect a ring. The lake in the level is filled with salty tears of everyone who pre-ordered Mania on PC. I forgot about that joke, that was a great joke. Those were my requests from the show. It was also interesting to look back and see how many of the requested zones made it in after the game was released. And was my first time on the Topical Resort Discord call-in. Not sure if you have any space left, but this, but request for Death Chamber for this episode. And I definitely agree, I'll have to get on some Death Chamber because I do love a nice bit of Death Chamber and some Knuckles wraps. Despite what the OC Remix podcast was saying during Winterfest, they're not cheesy, they're great. Okay, they are quite cheesy, but they're also very great. They're, they're, something being cheesy, kids, doesn't make it bad, and I'm talking down to kids as if I'm an adult. I'm, yeah, right. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so, we're going to kick things off with another track, which I requested from Yakuza 6, The Song of Life. Okay, Ryu ga Gotoku 6. Uh, it's not loading. Here we go. Inochi no Uta. And this is... Kamuro, I'm gonna guess, I'm gonna guess, Kamuro again, on the Topical Resort, followed by a couple of meme requests. Joy. Mm -hmm. 
Topical Faces. Why did it have to end so soon? What a tune, yes. Welcome back to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. What you just heard there was from Sonic Adventure 2. That was Deeper. As requested by Lost Impact relating to her favourite episode, or one of her favourite episodes of the show, which was the Zones We'd Like to See in Sonic Mania episode, where we talked over zones that we would like to have seen in Sonic Mania. It's a fairly self-explanatory title, obviously, but that was in relation to just before the game had came just before the game was about to come out, um, I think it was actually the day after the game had got leaked, coincidentally. But we didn't know what zones were going to be in it, providing we hadn't looked at the leaks. So it was fun to sort of speculate and see what we'd like to see, rather than what we think was going to be in there. And eventually what we knew was going to be in there, because obviously the game's been out for months now. And before that was another request by Lost Impact from Shadow the Hedgehog. That was the aptly titled Lost Impact, as requested by Lost Impact. Have I said Lost Impact enough yet? Uh, that was also relating to the Sega PS2 games episode where that was the first track she ever requested on the show, which was also quite fitting. And kicking off the block there was a track from Yakuza 6, The Song of Life. That was Kamuro again, as requested by myself, relating to the Yakuza episode of the show. And before we get on with the topical thesis, I have a few things to announce right here as message to me by Lord KC. It sounds evil, but it's really not. So, the first thing that you need to know is, once again, you probably already are all aware of this if you tuned into the radio station enough recently, but the Fan Choice Award Show is going to be airing on Sunday. So, on the 31st, you know, we currently don't know the time, but on the 31st, aka Sunday, there is going to be the Song of the Year and Remix of the Year category winners. We're going to be announcing who won, you know, runners-up, all that sort of stuff. It's always a fun show. Sadly, most of the time it isn't archived, so if you want to listen, listen live, because you won't get another chance unless <clears throat> I record it. Mm, who do such a thing? And aside from that, we also have another regular show, which will be on the 1st of January, and that will be the RS Top 40 2017 edition. And for those of you who don't know, Radio Sega's Top 40 Countdown was a Top 40 Countdown. It, it played the Top 40 requests for that week. On Radio Sega. So, think of the chart topping show, except the top 20, it was just a top 40 and no extra segments and stuff, and it was hosted by Lord KC. Well, it comes back every year to play the top 40 yearly requests, and once again, that is no different this time because it is back on the first, which I believe is a Monday, and that's a very good thing because the RS Top 40 used to air on a Monday, so. You know, perfect timing on that one, I guess. And Electric Boogaloo points out, yes, it won't be the only time you can catch it if you have TuneIn, or as I said, if you could record it somehow, which TuneIn does. Aside from that... Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. Lost Impact asks what time the New Year's Eve Song of the Year and Remix of the Year show is on. That has currently not been confirmed. The Fan Choice show is on Sunday, but we currently do not know the time. More details to come. Because it's got to be a range between Rexy and Ravseeger time that works for both of them. Aside from that, yes, RS Top 40, Monday at 8. Recapping the year's Top 40, not just the week's Top 40. And with that in mind, let's get into the topical thesis. And for those of you who don't know what the topical thesis is, it's where I take an opinion that I've come up with or I've heard from around the Sega community that relates to the topic of the episode, and we give a spin on it, we give my three points for, my three points against, and then we come to a justified conclusion based 
on Life 6 Points. And today's opinion could... Today's thesis, today's opinion, could be one that could be considered rather generic, but it's a question that needs to be asked nonetheless. So today's topical thesis is... Was 2017 a good or bad year for video games? But first, you already know what time it is. It's time for Type of Viper 8. Yes, uh, I, I mean, admittedly, you could have gone for a better pun. You could have gone for Typing Vipers, like, you know, Fighting Vipers, the game. But yes, I forgot to write the tweet. So why don't we write the tweet right here? And of course, you get the lovely ASMR sounds of, uh, of the keyboard, which has now become Meme Legend. Uh, yes, and people, of course, are complaining that the top 40 will be filled with tracks that you know and quote-unquote love. You mainly just know them. You don't particularly like them. Let's see if that's correct. Yeah, there you go. You get your daily... Yeah, sorry, daily you get your weekly dose of the lovely keyboard sounds, which was... Totally worth paying the higher price I paid just so you can listen to me type on a keyboard. Oh dear. So, actually, I should probably change that. That's that's not opinion. That's onion. They're, they're very different words. They're viper. Funnily enough. Okay, let's try that again. There we go. <laughs> So, yes. Lost Impact, rather jokingly, says, I thought today's topical thesis was going to be Has Viper succeeded in turning us all on? Uh, if I had the sound clip, I would play the sound clip, obviously from Dreamcast Hour fame, but I don't have the sound clip, so, um, yes, I'm just trying to figure out the best way to uh, turn everyone on. There you go, there's your weekly dose of that as well. So with that in mind, why don't we get into my three points for as to whether 2017 was a good or bad year for video games, or my three points for whether it was a good year. So lots of great franchises returned or saw good games released this year. You know, Electric Brigalu has already pointed out two of these franchises that I was going to talk about. Gravity Rush 2 came out this year, and sadly the online servers are being shut down in January, despite the fact it only came out in the US this year. Crazy stuff, right? As well, he also talked about Crash Bandicoot, which I recently picked up a lovely copy of. It's right here, I'm holding it in my hands. You probably heard me pick it up because my microphone likes to detect noises on my desk. But yes, uh, Crash Bandicoot obviously made his return this year with the Insane Trilogy, which was the first three games remastered in what they call Fur K, because it's a 4K pun. Ha ha ha, get used to it. But yeah, th th that was two great franchises that returned. Also, great franchises that, you know, have been pretty good in past years, but had phenomenal game phenomenal games this year, yeah, was Zelda Breath of the Wild. You know, there were some good Zelda games before this, you know, mainly with the one... The last Zelda game was probably Skyward Sword, actually, which was okay. Twilight Princess was okay. Well, that sort of stuff, like, you know, people thought they were good, but they weren't excellent. Then Breath of the Wild came along. Bam! Game of the Year. DLC everywhere. Awesome stuff. Everyone liked it, aside from Lost Impact. Lost Impact didn't like it. <laughs> but yes, that, you know, great return for the Zelda franchise. Mario had Mario Odyssey, you know. 3D World and 3D Land, people liked them, but they didn't think they were amazing. Mario Odyssey came along. 10 out of 10, 9 out of 10. Game of the Year runner-up, you know, all this sort of stuff. Excellent return for the Mario franchise. Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic Mania, you know, highest rated Sonic game since Sonic Adventure 2. One of the 
one of the highest selling Sonic games in Sonic Adventure 2, sold better than the AAA counterpart, which was Sonic Forces. And you know, whether your opinion or whether your opinion on Sonic Forces is good or bad, most people tend to agree that Mania was a true return to form, and especially since it came out first, because even if you liked Sonic Forces, Mania was technically the return to form as it came out before. So, <laughs> take that. But yes, yeah, very, some very just solid games in general released this year. Um, and of course, a big one. This, this we were all expecting people to talk about this one, obviously. The Nintendo Switch was launched this year, and many would consider it not to be on, not only to be one of the best Nintendo consoles, but for a lot of people, it's become one of the best consoles of all time. And to this, I'd have to agree. I absolutely love my Nintendo Switch. It's such a great console. It's it's an unlikely competitor because everyone thought it was going to be Wii U 2 and everyone thought it was going to be doomed because it's too gimmicky. But no, everyone's fallen in love with it, myself included. I was sort of like, okay, am I ever really going to use this as a handheld or am I just going to keep it in docked all the time? And I just fell in love with the concept of just being able to play these big AAA titles wherever I go. It's such an awesome thing. It really boosted my morale in terms of video games this year because, you know, there was already some good stuff, but when the Switch came out, it suddenly, ooh, this is getting a bit serious, and then the rest of the year continued that trend, it's like, we got games every single month, this is serious stuff. On top of that, we also had the fact that indies were given the spotlight, with great titles such as Cuphead actually gaining more sales and attention than big budget titles such as Battlefront 2. I don't really want to get too much into this now because this is going to actually be my points against, but Cuphead, a game which didn't really have great funding, only was on PC, where it received no promotion, and on the lowest performing console, did better than the AAA Star Wars Battlefront 2. It physically sold more units than Battlefront 2 did. Take that into account. That's just one of the examples though. Because indie games this year in general have been given a chance to shine. One of my particular favourites this year has been The End Is Nigh from one of the creators of Super Meat Boy, which was absolutely fantastic. And in general, there's just been a lot of great indie games this year, which they've been given the chance in the past to sort of hit the spotlight. But this year in particular, there's been tons of great stuff that's great that gained a lot of traction. That's why I think this was a great year, because indie games for the first time in ages, gained massive widestream attention. However, everything must have a point against, and in this case we have three points against, because there are three reasons I could come up with as to why 2017 was a bad year for video games. So with that in mind, let's get into them. It could be argued that 2017 was a year focused on nostalgia and not producing original games. This actually ties back into the point I made earlier as a positive, you know, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, Sonic Mania, were those two games banking in on nostalgia? Despite the fact they were incredibly solid games, were they banking in on nostalgia? Or were they good stuff in their own right? This is sort of the issue we run into here. Were they just relying too heavily on the source material so people would buy it instead of doing their own unique thing? Was it reliant too heavily on nostalgia? This is the question I want to know. On top of that, we also had the fact that major games that came out this year actually could be considered insulting to the players, with this mainly being applied to games that feature loot boxes. Obviously there have been a lot of people who have been sort of scrutinous over the loot box craze, with a lot of, in fact, governments actually stepping in and going, okay, we need to regulate this, we need to stop this. 
it felt incredibly insulting because we've already used Battlefront 2 as an example, but many games this year featured the loot box standard, which is basically, for those of you who don't know, you're very lucky by the way, loot boxes is where you basically, I don't actually know too much about it because I don't really try and play games with loot boxes, but most of the time you unlock a box in a game and it's got stuff in it, but you have to pay to be able to unlock that box. Or you have to pay in general just to be able to get the box in the first place. And a lot of the time, there's not very good stuff in it, or the game is too reliant on these loot boxes. And in general, it just feels like an insult to the player, because they paid so much money for this game. And especially now, when games are incredibly expensive, AAA games are like £60 upwards here in the UK. And you're having to pay hundreds of pounds in microtransactions and loot boxes. Suddenly that starts to feel offensive, because the player is, you know, being sort of charged with all these I don't know all these unnecessary fees when in in the past they could have just enjoyed their video games who knows one last thing is that due to all these horrible trends such as loot boxes sadly 2017 set a norm for AAA developers and these bad trends will continue into more years you know not just this year 2018 2019 because players bought the games and heavily supported the games, such as Overwatch, which, although Overwatch wasn't as bad as others, still contained these bad quirks. And because you supported them, developers are now going to think it's alright to do this in the future, and they're going to take this and run with it. So, what's my conclusion to this? What would I say in response to these equally good and bad points from some people's view, although my opinion differs slightly? So in conclusion, it's true that 2017 produced some truly awful, despicable games. But it's also true that it produced some mediocre games. But more importantly, I think it produced some of the best games we've seen in a long time. As an individual, the vast amount of great games that were released or re-released in the time span of this year is simply amazing. This is certainly a case where the good well outnumbers the bad. Every month I had multiple games which I was looking forward to, and it all turned out to be great. Even though Sonic Forces ignore that, because I thought that was pretty... I thought that was okay. I didn't think it was bad, didn't think it was good, thought it was mediocre. Leaning more towards good than bad on the mediocre side, but whatever. Because someone was going to bring it up. Although others may disagree with me, and may say there are better years in gaming, in my opinion, not only was 2017 a great year for gaming, but it is possibly my favourite year ever for gaming. What's your opinion on this opinion? There are many different places where you can get in your opinion related to this opinion. Did I say opinion enough there? Yes. That's the running joke, in, in case you didn't catch it, because I, I always do that. You can send it in through Twitter, at Radio Sega, at Top Resort, or at the Green Vaporate. You can send it in through Discord, radioac.ga.discord. I'm Green Vaporate. You can send it in through an email, topperesort at gmail.com. You can send it in through Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Radio Sega. Or you can send it in through a Radio Sega private message, I am Green Vaporate, over on the forums. Send that to me over there. And you have plenty of different places where you can get in your opinion. With that in mind, let's scroll back through the chat room to what you guys have been saying. Um, do 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 do. Do do do. Electric Boogaloo says that even without the online, he'd still recommend people to buy Gravity Rush 2. There's plenty of offline stuff in there to do. That's true, it is a very great offline game, and I'd highly recommend it as just a single player game, but at the same time, it's really sad that it's already being switched off. Yes, switched off. Ha ha ha. I'm just trying to figure out the best way to uh, switch everyone off. Lol. 
Ah, uh, yeah. And Electric Boogaloo has also pointed out the Oscars, uh, obviously in reference to uh, the classic Game Awards moment. You know, I can't say that on air, sadly, despite the fact they could say it on the Game Awards, which is not very late in the evening either. Uh, Lost Impact agrees that there is actually too much nostalgia this year in games. What? Um, and Doom Girl has made a joke about how can you feel nostalgia, blah, 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 blah. Because people have childhoods, that's how you can feel nostalgia. Lost Impact says one of her arguments for why Shadow the Hedgehog is a better shooter than Overwatch is that it contains no microtransactions. Moving swiftly on, Lost Impact says that she thinks 2017 was just an alright year for video games. Hasn't played too many games that came out this year, but her favourite would be Fire Emblem Heroes, which was actually a mobile game. Legend Boogaloo is saying that 1998 is still his favourite year in gaming. Um, Lost Impact says 2005 was a great year. Yeah, and I did read the whole message. I just, I just skimmed through it. Whatever. Yes, with that in mind. There we go. I'm going to check the responses as well on Twitter. Nope, that's just someone spamming us with ads. Brilliant. I love it when people do that. Um, let me just quickly dismiss this message. Right, so I have something. Oh, actually, no, I'll do that in a second. I just want to talk about this fact that um, Jamie, the co host, finally received his lovely Topical Resort t shirt, which he isn't wearing because apparently I've been told it's too small. Yes, uh, unacceptable, Jamie. I can't believe you've done this. But, yeah, I I lied a bit when I said that it was exclusive, so exclusive that no one else has it, because I actually bought it myself. <laughs> it's a bit awkward, because now there's two of these so exclusive, even I don't have it when I do actually have it, t-shirts. But yeah, I'm wearing it quite right now, it's actually incredibly comfy, and also congratulations to Jamie as well for winning that and finally receiving the prize. But with that in mind, we are going to come over here, because there is one thing that I need to do because I've received something and it's not it's not this it is instead hopefully this works because uh, as you know I've been having cable issues today but if I come over here and do this hopefully if I come over here and instead do this this happens and I turn this down a bit because <laughs> it's the time that no one was waiting for because I've received another spam email and um, for those of you who don't know, basically, it's a tradition here on the Topical Resort that I read out spam emails that I receive on the Topical Resort Gmail. So I thought I'd check it to see if I got any responses, and what I was instead greeted with was a lovely scam. Yes, I do love a good scam. And also, this person seems like they like to shout a lot. They also like to write a lot of stuff. It doesn't matter, because this will be nice for padding out the length of the episode. <clears throat> Nothing. So, this comes from an incredibly long name. This comes from Miss Glory Kip, Kipka Ayla. Uh, Kipka Ayla. Miss Glory, uh, and that's just an email, but they include it in their name for some reason. So, they write Good day. I'm writing this email to you with tears and sorrow from my heart, which, if I remember correctly, someone else started off their email with that. With due respect, trust, and humanity. I appeal to you, 
ex I, I appeal to you to exercise a little patience and read through my letter. I wish to contact you personally for a long-term business relationship and investment assistance in your country, so I feel quite safe dealing with you in this important business, having gone through your remarkable profile. Honestly, I am writing this email to you with pains, tears, and sorrow from my heart. I will really like to have a good relationship with you, and I have a special reason why I've decided to contact you. I decided to contact you due to the emergency of my situation. My name is Miss Gloria Ki Kipak Kayla Joe oh, Cones, 24 years old, and I am hailed from Kenya in East Africa. My father was a former Kenyan road minister. He and Assistant Minister of Home Affairs Lorna Laboso have been on the board. The that doesn't make any sense. Which is headed to. This just goes on about nothing. Um. Do I even keep reading this? I'm gonna skip to the good bit because that just goes on about nothing for absolutely ages. Like, it literally is gibberish. I can't even read that. Here we go, okay. Here is the most important part. More so, my memory of blessed. More so, my father of blessed memory deposited the sum of $8.5 million in my bank with a name as the next of kin. However, I shall forward you the necessary documents to confirm your, your acceptance to assist me for the transfer and statement of the fund in your country. So this is now going to the UK. I'm officially funding them through the death of someone. That's not totally... A, a horrible thing to do, funding my country through the death of your relative, and B, it's a little bit weird. So, as you will help me in an investment and I would like to complete my studies, as I was in a one year in the university where my beloved father died, it's my intention to compensate you with 40% of the total money for your services and the balance shall be my capital in your establishment. As soon as I receive your positive response showing your interest, I will put things into action immediately. In the light of the above, I shall res I shall appreciate an urgent message, including your ability and willingness to handle this situation transaction sincerely. I have no clue why that's in a separate paragraph, but there we go. Awaiting your urgent and positive response. Please do this only to keep yourself for now until the bank will transfer the fund. I please you to not disclose it till I come over because I'm afraid my wicked stepmother who has threatened to kill me and have all the money alone. I thank God today that I'm out of my country and I'm where my father deposited the money, well, sorry, these money. I have the documents for the claims. Yours sincerely. And then gibberish again. They just repeat their name as well. Why do I receive these emails? This is what I want to know. <laughs> I feel like... I feel like it is just spam emails, but I also feel like it could be someone messing with me. In which case, if you're messing with me, uh, hi, I guess. Hey. But yes, sad stuff. Sad stuff indeed. With that in mind, let's get back over here. Yes, from the sad talk bed to a relaxed talk bed. We got a few responses to the question here, which, by the way, those of you who don't know the question, <laughs> God damn it, very text. I can't read that out on air, but that was interesting. Yes, yeah, so we got a few responses here to the question. And for those of you who don't remember the question, it was: What has been your favourite topical resort episode of 2017? 
Uh, Jamie asked <laughs> Wicked Stepmother. Who is she? Stin- Cinderella. Yes, Cinderella, except with $8.5 million. Uh, indeed. But yes, we're going to read out a few responses. And of course, speaking of Jamie, we actually have a response right here from Jamie who tells me his favourite episode of the Topical Resort. Can you guess what it is? I don't think you have because it's not it's not at all obvious. I mean, who would ever guess this? So, Jamie's favourite episode of the Topical Resort was, of course, the Commodore 64 episode. And the track he'd like to hear is Wilderness from the C64 version of Golden Axe. And he he gives me this reason as to why this was his favourite episode. Jerome Tell. That's it. Maybe, nah. It's also because we got to hear many more great tracks from the home computer that weren't on the site. It was also an episode that he was involved in helping me get some of the tracks. On top of that, it also showed how good and bad the Sib Chip sound can be. Finally, we... Sid, I said Sib, didn't I? Sid Chip can be. Finally, we got to hear a side of C64 games where composers use music from elsewhere, like Green Hill Zone. This is not the first time I hear something like this from C64 games, as I heard the Thundercats theme from Bomb Jack 2 and Magnetic Fields 2 by Jean... My... Mikkel? Mikkel? <laughs> it's not even close to how you pronounce it, eh? Jean-Michael Jarre used in Bombjack, a time where copyright seemed to work differently. Yes, in the C64 games, or in the C64 games and days, copyright just didn't exist. It didn't exist, it just wasn't a thing. It's... What is copyright? Why would we ever abide by... Why the police behind me? Oh no! But we also had another response to the question from Electric Boogaloo, friend of the station, because I have to say that now. So, he says, if he could say what his second favourite episode was, it was definitely the Sega CD episode. He's turned to Sega CD for quite a bit, and usually the music really surprises him. It ranges from cheesy to orchestral, it's a really good variety of great soundtracks for a Genesis add-on. And his request is track 5 from The Amazing Spider-Man vs. The Kingpin for the Mega CD. With that in mind, we're just going to quickly see if we got any more responses. Veritech says, Your 360 episode is the best episode ever, but doesn't give a request. Give a request relating to your opinion on your favourite episode. Because, who knows? We need that. But yes, we're going to kick this off with Jamie's request. But also... No, we're not, because I forgot to talk about my request. Oh my god. <laughs> This has been an incredibly long talk, but so long that it's actually gone on for half an hour and I need to loop it. Yes. So, for those of you who don't know, I have made this quite clear at this point as to my favourite episode of the Topical Resort. My favourite episode being the Sega GBA Games episode. Now, why is this my favourite? Because this isn't like a especially remarkable topic and Sega GBA Games isn't something I'm like passionate about. You know, it's not like a Dreamcast or other things that I can't quite remember. You know, it's not something like the Dreamcast or the 360 where I'm, you know, bursting with MSR, or in this case, passion for the game I'm talking about, but rather, once again, like Yakuza 0, or sorry, Yakuza, it came as a nice surprise, because I wasn't expecting to enjoy it, but I came out of it absolutely loving it, because I put so much time into it, I spent so much time looking for soundtracks that we didn't even have on RS, as well as just other bits and bobs. That I just... I don't know, I just spent a lot of time on that episode and I just thought, have I put this time to good use? And it turned out, yes, because I got to play so much great music, and in particular, I talk about the good music always being a highlight. This was 
great music, but it was also obscure music. And that's just a perfect combination. On top of that, it was also a learning experience. As well as an unexpected experience. So it's just all my favourite things seem to just wrap themselves perfectly into one episode. And I think that's why I enjoyed it so much. And it personally became my favourite episode. But yes, that is my personal favourite episode of the Topical Resort. And as I said, I want to hear yours. So just send it in in a message. And I'll be sure to play your request as well relating to that episode. But... Don't mind, let's get into Jamie's request, followed by Boogaloo's request, followed by my own request, unless someone gets something else in in the meantime. Oh, they did. Um. Let's just send them a message either way. Yes, more ASMR keyboard sounds. It's your favourite. Everyone loves it. With that in mind, let's get into C64's version of Wilderness from Golden Axe right here on the Topical Resort, playing you the music that defined 2017 on here on the Topical Resort. Enjoy.
You're listening to Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. Sega! an episode and want to catch up? Want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show? Download our podcast from the Radio Sega Media section and subscribe to us on iTunes or stream the show through Stitcher. Discord Call-In And welcome back to the topical resort right here on Radio Sega. We are now at the Discord call-in, as just mentioned, where you can get in your opinion, or you can just talk in general about the show by visiting radiosc.gf/discord, grabbing a microphone, and from there joining the Radio Sega chill out. And we have a few people currently in there, but what you just heard there was from Po Pop for the GBA. That was the final battle theme, and as Mirko said in the chat room, it is indeed wonderful music. And I forgot Electric Boogaloo's request, you're correct. Uh, um, can I slot it in somewhere? I, I can't really slot it in, can I? Um, oh dear. I can slot it in at the end, I guess. I'll have a go at it. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so we're back here at the Discord call-in, and before... Before the Pure Pop Final Battle, what you heard was a request by Veritex who said his favourite episode was the Sega Xbox 360 games episode, and that was Binary Domains Gorilla. And kicking off the block was a track from Golden Axe C64, that was Jerome Tales Wilderness, as requested by Jamie, because his favourite episode was the Sega C64 games episode. But yes, it is now time for the Discord call in, and I'm fully expecting something to go wrong. So when does something not go wrong? And I'm going to ask if this person is ready. Yes, once again, type of weapon. Ha 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 ha. It continues. And I'm going to ask that person if they are ready. 
or if they want to come on the show, because if they do, then I will wait around for them. Okay, there we go. Let's hope everything works. Please, 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 please work. Everyone free for me. Um, I believe this should be correct. Let's go right ahead. And welcome to the show, Lost Impact. How are you doing today? Uh, you're coming through incredibly quietly. Yes, and you're also, I don't think, coming through on the stream. I love you, Discord! I'm joking, I hate you, Discord. And I know where that is, because I think you're still coming through my speakers. No, you're not. Apparently you're coming through here. Huh. No. Hang on, we'll find this eventually. I'll restart Discord and then I'll be back. Uh, it's now frozen. No. Eh, come on. Yep, Discord is, as usual, being the lovely program that Discord is. And I thought that was it. I thought you could hear her very faintly, which is why I'm going to restart. In the meantime, please enjoy the lovely music and also scream along with me as everything falls apart once again, just like it did last week. Despite the fact I checked everything before the show and everything was working, so that is a massive tails derp right there. If you love that emote from my Twitch, from my Twitch stream. <sighs> right, okay. Yeah, then now there's now there's Chad meme sort of surprise. Who doesn't love a good Chad meme? Uh, I know why. I'm being stupid. Everything has renamed itself. Like all of my audio sources have renamed itself. So the in or the input which handles the music on my audio uh, mixer has named itself Cable A, and Cable A is the cable which I use for Discord. So that's why you can't hear her. So if I do this, let's try that again. Welcome to the show, Lost Impact. Hello. Much better. Hooray! I fixed everything. And what would you like to talk about today? Um, why this show has been great. Go right ahead, just waffle on if you want to. Um, this show is one of the ones which I always try to tune into. It's really informative and great music. And also, you get to request songs. You just get to talk, <laughs> I guess. You get, you get to talk in the chat room at Nauseam and also you get to hear the music that you like to hear. Which is a positive, because even like when you're tied down to one topic per episode, there's always at least one game or one track in there that's a standout that everyone loves and wants to hear. And that's either a classic or a track which has been underrated, like something Electric Boogaloo would request, which can become a classic, it has the potential. But I guess, um, aside from the episodes which you sent me, is there any other episodes that you'd like to talk about for enjoying? I'm just going to check the episode list. Which is uh, over at the Radio Sega Media section. And by the way, you should totally download our podcasts. Um, that's not a plug, I swear. Sega Purple Lunchbox Games? No, no. The, the Game Do Games episode, that, that was quite a nice one. <laughs> um, Halloween levels as well, because Cryptic Castle. Which, as I mentioned in the episode, is actually my favourite Halloween Sega track, which is nice, because 
It's not nice that I actually... It, not nice. It, it's not common that I say that a Shadow the Hedgehog track is my favourite episode. Or favourite song in an episode, sorry. Aside from that, any others? Any of the perhaps earlier ones that you might have got on a podcast instead? Mm-hmm. I think the uh, first one. I think might. Or technically the second I don't one. <laughs> because the first one isn't a podcast because I forgot to record it. But I forgot, I mean, my recording software stopped working before the episode started and I didn't have enough time to fix it. I know that Let's Tap was the first song that you played. Yes, yes, and it's not as if there will be well, something it relating be to that. the last one. You gave away my surprise, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, anyway, any anything else you'd like to say, any games you'd like to talk about specifically, Shadow the Hedgehog, and what has made your 2017? I'm joking, of course. Any games that made your 2017? I couldn't hear that. Any games that have made your 2017 I hear in particular? That. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Tough. Uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm confused now. C- can you still hear me? A bit. It was broken up. Okay, right. Let's try that again. <laughs> so, any games that have made your 2017? Well, I mentioned Fire Emblem Heroes before. Any specific reason, just an enjoyable game, would you say? Yeah, and it also helped to mend the broken Fire Emblem fandom. It, it, I guess, sort of combined people who are divided. It's sort of like the Sonic community. Classic fans, modern fans, everyone all over the place. Combine them into one. Sonic Generations. <laughs> or in this case, Fire Emblem. Yeah, pretty much it's the Sonic Generations of Fire Emblem. Very text is revealing all of my secrets. Damn it! Yes, <laughs> I should repeat the first episode. <laughs> Why is everyone spoiling my my surprises? This is not. Uh, but I guess aside aside from that, any perhaps they didn't even have to be released in 2017. But games that in particular just made your 2017 good, or you enjoyed in this year, or perhaps you first experienced. Shadow the Hedgehog. Yeah, I was expecting that one. So why did that make your 2017 in particular? It's an amazing game, one of the best games I've ever played, and I was going into it expecting it to be really good, and it didn't disappoint. It was better than I expected. Uh, that's the first time anyone's anyone said that. And Mirko's booing you, yes, because no one likes Shadow the Hedgehog. I'm joking, of course. Yes, but uh, aside from that, any games that didn't make your 2017, I want to hear this one, a, a controversial one, because you're good at the controversial gaming opinions. Was a game that perhaps had a lot of hype that you didn't enjoy? I think you already know what I'm going to say. I think I do. Breath of the Wild. Actually, that wasn't what I was expecting you to say, but why didn't you enjoy Breath of the Wild? Um, for a start, it was really, really overpriced. And... There were lots of frame rate issues. Granted, I was playing it on a Wii U, but still, the environments were really not varied. Every single area was the same boring green field. And there was no music, nothing to make it interesting or different. It got really boring and repetitive after the first, like, hour or two. I still go back to it occasionally, but I'm just don't think it was that good. 
think it was very overrated. Very controversial. And not really a Zelda game. It's more of a Nintendo trying to make money off the open world trend that's happened recently. Or more of an action adventure generic y sort of game, at least in your opinion. Not in everyone's opinion, because as as I as I said, yeah. that's your unpopular twenty seventeen opinion. I was sort of expecting you to talk about Sonic Mania. <laughs> oh yeah. I think I just lost you a few viewers from that, so sorry. Mm, no, because this this is Radio Sega, not Radio Nintendo, because <laughs> everyone here hates Breath of the Wild anyway, because why would you ever like a Sega game? So, they're the curse words, you don't say them. Why, why, do, why would no one ever like a Nintendo game? <laughs> if they're Jamie? This is true, but yes, with that in mind... I think I want to thank you for Lost In Fact for coming on the show. Is there any final things you want to say before I drag you back to the chill out? Um, thanks for the Topical Resort episodes. I hope the show continues next year. Which it will, but thank you so much and I will see you later. Bye. Bye bye for now. And that was Lost Impact with obviously her very controversial opinions. Shadow the Hedgehog being a good game and Breath of the Wild being a bad game being... The two highlights of that conversation. Of course, I'm joking. With that in mind, let's message our next victim. And also, I think I'm going to have one more person on because there's a few people in the chill out who I think we haven't actually had on before. So it'd be quite interesting to get them on the show. With this person in particular not having been on since the Dreamcast hour. So with that in mind... Why don't we drag them into the call? Welcome to the show, Mirko. Now all I need to do is wait for you to... Un- there we go. Welcome to the show, Mirko. Welcome to your doom. <laughs> Welcome to your doom. Yes, what would you like to talk about today? Um, so... Yeah, I just want to say the PSP episode you did, like, in May was pretty nice. Yeah. Any and reason? Um, yeah, just like PSP as a console, I got it this year myself, I didn't have one before, and just getting into that console, like modding it and everything was pretty fun. Yeah, I I, I think that was one of my favourites in the beginning, I wouldn't, I don't think it would even be in my top 5 now, but that was one that I very much enjoyed back then to do, because I really loved the PSP, at that point it was my favourite handheld, cough cough the Switch has now taken that, but... It has so many great games, and especially some obscure stuff as well, because it's one of those consoles where you obviously think of the well-known titles, but then there's just this sort of obscure little library that no one really tends to know about back sort of in the corner that has some great music as well, even if they're not particularly great games in some cases. Yes, exactly. And also, I just think the PS Vita was also nice, but like just didn't really live up what the PSP had done before. Um, uh, I was going to say, the the PS Vita episode is actually something I've been planning, but I'm sort of wondering if there's enough music there. I believe there should be, but if not, maybe we'll find a way around that. But yeah, I'm continuing the handheld episode slowly, but PS Vita on the list. More Sony stuff on the list. And also, Mirko has has died. That's sad, but... uh, Give an F in the chat. A regional indicator F for Mirko, because... That laptop. Rest in peace. 
So in the meantime, I keep talking at nauseam as I normally do in Topical Resort fashion. So, yes, how about that local sports team? There we go. Okay, so it's back. My laptop just had some Wi-Fi issue. Whoops. <laughs> so yes, as you were saying, PS Vita. Yes, um, as I said, nice console, especially the, <clears throat> the 1000 series, the first model, just because of the display, but... Yeah, that's more technical stuff. Like, there are some great games. You got me into one. I think Puyo Puyo is pretty, ni- <clears throat> pretty nice. And yeah, but other than that, there isn't really much that I've found yet that I want to play. So I'm just using it. Um, I'm using it more as a PSP than I'm using it as a Vita, so to say. Like, there, there is some nice games on it, but in particular, it's trying to find those games because. It has a very hidden library because everyone sort of knows it for the Sony exclusives and the obviously JRPGs. There's just a whole bunch of games in between those two categories that sort of get lost and people don't really know. So it's sort of trying to identify those games really, which is where the issue with the Vita comes in because no one really knows the great games outside of those two categories. Exactly. Exactly. Um. Yeah. As I said, so in handheld gaming, I wasn't really into it before I got like the PSP or the Vita. Now I'm using it more, but I'm using the Vita also as a like a remote play. Uh, what, what do you call it? Like a remote play device. I used to do it on my phone, but the Vita is just miles better when it comes to it. But other than that, I'm not really using it for the games, as I said. The remote play on it is definitely a very cool feature. The only thing is, that the bad thing is when you're playing an especially sort of taxing game that s- struggles to even run on the PS4, when you're streaming that over the internet, it yes, can have a lot of lag. Exactly. I, I, I remember um, Doom in particular had a lot of lag. Also, the, the lack of the R2 and L2, R3, L3 buttons isn't that great. So, you just have to get around that with like the weird touchpad, which just kind of sucks. Also, I haven't figured out how to connect my DualShock 4 to fix that problem, but yeah. That'd be nice to be able to fix that at least, but it is a cool little remote player machine. Like, I remember people testing it with Sonic Mania and it working pretty well, in fact. So I guess if you don't have a Switch, we have a PSP, and you want to play Sonic Mania, sort of on the go, and by on the go I mean in a different room, the PSP is your best bet. Oh, sorry, PS Vita, not PSP. <laughs> on the go just really works if you have the LTE model, I think, or 4G, really, I don't know. I didn't really get into the Vita that much, just aside from getting one. But, yeah. So I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked Lost Impact. Has there been any games in particular that defined 2017, whether they came out this year or not? Um, well, three games actually. Gran Turismo Sport is great. Um, Crash Bandicoot and the Insane Trilogy, I think. And I started playing Need for Speed Carbon, which is a pretty nice game for the PlayStation 3. I haven't tried other versions yet, but I think Carbon was pretty fun. It's the first Need for Speed I ever did a 100% run, and it wasn't too hard, but yeah, I got some good fun out of it. It's easily my favourite Need for Speed. I just completely love that game, and it's definitely a great opinion you have there that it made you 2017. Because unlike Shadow the Hedgehog making Lost Impacts 2017, this is actually a good game. <clears throat> Nothing. But on the complete opposite, any games that didn't make you 2017, any games released this year or that you played this year that just completely ruined the experience? 
Well, I think the one thing that threw me off a little bit was Sonic Forces. It was just like, I know it's, it's, uh, it's Radio Sega here, but I don't know, Forces, I didn't really, I just played the demo and a little bit of the full version um, on my sister's, not on my sister's Switch, on my friend's Switch, actually, because he bought the game, which just was so boring. It was the same experience as with the other Sonic games. It was just the same sort of gameplay. I really expected a little bit more of it, and I have to say, if you really like the better of the two 2017 Sonic titles, was definitely um, Sonic Mania in that case. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people in this chat who'd agree, and as Twinny said earlier, if he said anything bad about Sonic Mania, we'd all be on to him. And that is true, because we all like Sonic Mania, because this is Radio Sega, as you said. But we do Forces, as I said, was okay, but a lot of people would also disagree with that. There's some people in here who absolutely hate Forces. I don't think there's anyone here who really likes it. Yeah, and also, just a little quick side note, Shadow the Hedgehog is still a bad game. I would say it's worse than Sonic 06. <laughs> good, good opinion. But anyway, Mirko, thanks so much for coming on the show. Is there any last things you'd like to say, or perhaps <clears throat> some last plugs that you'd like to make? I'm really keeping everything relatively low right now. No, no, no plugs? No, not really. Oh, that's a shame. I was expecting a, a, qu a quick Twitter plug, but if you're not going to do that... Nah. Then... Oh, okay, fine then. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Mirko, and hope to see you back again soon. No problem, bud. Bye for now. And that was Mirko, and I think we're going to have one last guest here on the Top Core Results. I don't believe this person has been on before either, so let's send them a message. Sorry, I really actually love this track. It's incredibly catchy. It I apologise, I, I, I gotta stop singing this because <laughs> this happens every time. But with that in mind, why don't we invite the next guest into the room? And welcome to the show, John. How are you doing today? Hi, Green Viper. I am doing fantastic. That's always good to hear. What would you like to talk about today? Hmm. Um. Mm, uh. Dreamcast? Good plan. I, I always like it when people want to talk about Dreamcast. Go right ahead. Yeah. Um, your opinion on the Dreamcast back in 1998 and 1999 when it was first released? Um, I, I wasn't a thing when the Dreamcast first released, which is scary for some people to think, so unfortunately that's not really an option for me. I'm going to spin the question back to you. What was your opinion when it first released? I love it very much. It it's like it was well ahead of its time, especially when I first played uh, Sonic Adventure, the uh, demo version before I got the full version. The songs were pretty amazing. That's when I got introduced to Sonic, really, the Dreamcast, really. Sorry, I apologize. I'm I'm just reading through it's all okay, these. It's okay, Viper. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading through the Discord because everyone's laughing that Jamie got denied. But yes, um, I I obviously wasn't there, so I can't really speak. But it just definitely is a revolutionary revolutionary console, considering 1998. You know, compared to what there was, the PlayStation One and the N64 leaps and bounds ahead in that way. You know, it has online some of the best graphics around at the time and all that sort of stuff. It's like, wow, this really sort of was just completely ahead of its time. 
Which I agree with yes, you. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, it, sh it sure is, even though it, uh, it fell short by the uh, PlayStation 2 in uh, 2001 when, uh, when the uh, Dreamcast uh, was at its last legs before it got discontinued. Moment of and silence. It... Yeah. <laughs> sad times. Not hard times, yeah. sad times. Dreamcast has so much potential, yet Sega had to put it down too soon, man. It good times to end up dying young, man. So, I guess, to spin that question on its head, what's your opinion on the Dreamcast nowadays? I still... Th I'm pretty sure it's still an amazing console in its own right, because it's a, it was well ahead of its time. I mean, come on, the graphics... I mean, yeah, it doesn't have the DVD, but come on! It was ahead of its time, especially online gaming! It was- Dreamcast introduced online gaming on the console, literally. I mean, there was online gaming on consoles before, like, I know the Famicom had it and so did the Mega Drive, and I think the Saturn had it as well, but it was the first time to sort of make it, I guess, mainstream, to introduce everyone to online gaming, and on top of that, it also made it a whole lot easier because no longer was it sort of this, or the old—I don't know what the correct term would be—but you directly connected to the other person's console in order to make the online work. No longer was that the case. Now you had a proper online infrastructure where, you know, it was like the Sega Net, or in our case in Europe, the Dream Arena. You know, you had a full online infrastructure, a full system, rather than just a completely random sort of, I don't know, we'll connect to this person on the other side of the country and that's our online system, a netlink. Yep. Yeah, got that right. It and was, uh, yeah. It was pretty amazing in itself, really. It was well ahead of its time. I think especially it influenced later consoles. Like, I mentioned this a few episodes ago. I think it's very clearly the influence for the Xbox 360. Because just in yeah. like every single sort of detail, you can go, hmm, that's sort of like the 360, that's sort of like the 360. Not just that, but the original Xbox where it had Project Gotham Racing, which was the uh, spiritual successor to Metropolis Street Racer, and Sega GT 2002, which was a sequel to uh, Sega GT, and Shenmue 2, which was pretty much the, uh, pretty much the other sequel that was released on the Xbox, whereas it was released exclusively in Japan for the Dreamcast. I also think, like, a good sort of... I can't remember what I was going to say. A good point, because... Sorry, Lost Impact's thrown me off of that image of Sonic the Hedgehog. That is terrifying. Um, <laughs> but I think another yeah. good point in the Dreamcast's favour is also, specifically, because of the... Oh, actually, no, that wasn't what I was going to say. It's because... The original Xbox, at least, it had connections to it, like there was going to be backwards compatibility and a few features that obviously inspired, such as the online play. But in particular, I think the 360 is clearly inspired, especially the original version of the 360. But I have one right next to me, and you can tell like the sort of curves and stuff are very clearly influenced by the like the curves on the Dreamcast and you know the wavy pattern on the top and. So the way it looks, you can tell, oh, they've gone for a very unique look, almost like the Dreamcast. Oh, look, they've gone for a online infrastructure that's well-polished, Xbox Live. Oh, look, they've got a bunch of games from all different platforms. This is the future of gaming. Oh, it's almost like a Dreamcast. Well, think about it. The original Xbox is pretty much the uh, spiritual successor to the Dreamcast. Hence, 
as to what the games I mentioned. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I guess, I guess to sort of stray away from the topic of the Dreamcast, what was your favourite? Uh, I guess what was your favourite game of 2017, or at least that you played this year? Hmm. Well, it has to be uh, at the non-Sega game that I've I've played on the uh, 2017. If it's okay with you. Yep, that's completely fine. Any game will do. Hmm. I would say. Uh, hmm. I have a. F- I have a few. Euro Truck Simulator 2, Rocket League, and um, I think the last one would be uh, Killing Floor 2. In particular, that is a very sort of good batch of games there. I, I didn't really play actually too many of them. In fact, I didn't play any of them outside of Rocket League, yeah. but I heard very good things about all of them, and I should check them out. because Yeah, it, you definitely should. <laughs> They're pretty the- awesome. If the hype is anything to go by, then I definitely need to do something about that. And knowing Rocket League, think like football, but with cars. <laughs> yeah, in fact, people were playing it in my Discord just now. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, yeah, I'm going to actually play some after this show. It's a shameless yeah. plug. But I guess, to throw that question on its head, but he seems to be doing a lot of throwing things on heads, it's like almost almost like martial arts or something. What was your least favourite game of 2017? Or, it doesn't even have to be released. Anything that you played in 2017 that you just went, mm, that doesn't live up to the hype, or that was a complete mess, that's just ruined my mood for the rest of the day. Okay, I'm really sorry if I had to guys, please, please don't hate me if I were to say this, but... I'm going to have to say Sonic Forces. It just feels <laughs> very underwhelming. It, it, it's like Sega dropped the ball on a, on a very very good Sonic game. It, it, they just dropped the ball. On, on, I, know, I know Sonic Forces is good, but to me, it just feels so underwhelming. I mean, it doesn't have that much hype, really. I mean, yeah, the Avatar is a very good concept, but... But again, it's marred with a lot of problems, especially on the PC version. Especially owing to the, the uh, poor optimization and that the and that the uh, stages feel well repetitive. With there's no variation to it other than boss fights. But yeah, I know Sonic Forces also has very good soundtrack, but again. It, it just feels rather underwhelming, and Sega really dropped the ball hard on this one. I'm really, really sorry, people. I'm sorry I had to mention this. Please don't hate me on this. I love you all, right? And I still love Sonic. I really do. It's just that the game doesn't have much hype to it, really. I, I think a lot of people are going to use Sonic Forces as their answer, so you've given a very valid point there. It's especially, I sort of do agree with some of those points, even if I don't think it's as bad as some people have exaggerated it to be, but it's just meh, and it could have been so much better, and I think that's why I'm most slightly critical on it, because I, I didn't want it to do badly, I wanted it to do quite well, but it's exactly. things are stacking in its favour. It's a waste of potential. That's what I think, because it's like... They, perf- they perfected the boost formula, but then it feels different to the boost formula from Generations, to which you sort of go, you had something that's perfect, why did you mess with it again? Exactly! I was hoping Sega would step up to the game, but instead they took the easy way out, as always. Mm, that's true. 
it's sad for you know this gives them good uh, the thing that no one's actually pointed out is this this gives them great experience they know what people want what people don't want perhaps you know they, they know more information now and they can create a better Sonic game next time round and although people go people will always be negative and go yeah well they didn't learn anything these past few times why are they going to learn again because yeah, exactly. the more the more and more feedback they get though Surely they're gonna have more knowledge, and eventually, even if it's not next game, eventually they'll create the 10 out of 10 best ever modern Sonic game. But until then, we patiently wait. Yeah, but if it, if it makes anyone happy, I still love Sonic Generation. It's still the greatest Sonic game there is in the modern history. Great opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, Sonic uh, Generation is. is no, it's fine. Sonic Generations <laughs> is still a pretty good game, in my honest opinion, because it's still my favorite. As is Sonic Adventure and the uh, sequel, and as well as Sonic Generations. All great Sonic games, which hopefully will be expanded upon in the future. But I guess anyway, yeah. I think I'm going to call it there, unless you have any final things to say? Yeah, I have a final thing to say that right I haven't been able to... Tune into Radio Sega so much, owing to the fact that I've been hit really hard by Hurricane Maria, that left me pretty inactive for for more, for at least three months. Not to mention on my trip before coming back home here, and I know I have a lot of catching up to do, but I know you people understand that I've been through a really really tough situation. So, it's not that I've left Radio Sega, I've been hit really, really hard by that hurricane back in September 22. So, I know I have a lot of catching up to do, but I know 2018 might be better. Who knows what'll happen if I'm very lucky enough that 2018 will improve, because uh, 2017 has been, uh, um, well, bad for me. So... Hopefully th things will be better for me in 2018. So, yeah, there you have it. I hope that too. Uh, we're all obviously keeping you in our prayers, even if, if we don't pray. But still, yeah, we're all we're all keeping an eye out for you, and hopefully you're able to tune into Radio Sega. But of course, it's more important that you take care of yourself first, and we understand that. But I hope you're able to tune back in whenever you're sort of ready and able to. Yeah, I definitely will. I know I still have a lot of catching up to, but. You know me, I, I know that next year I'll be better than ever. <laughs> Good stuff, that's what I like to hear, John. Anyway, any final, final things you'd like to say before I drag you back to the chill out? Yeah, hope you guys have fun in 2018, especially in the UK. <laughs> Thanks so much, John. Yeah, and nice goes to you too, Viper. <laughs> that's all alright, and I will see you. I'll see you again, hopefully at some point on the show later. Bye for now. Yeah, see ya. And that was John the VG Nerd, and we have two more people we are going to drag on right here. We're going to drag them both in at the same time. When I said I was going to be done, but I lied, because these people just need to come on. I think it's quite obvious who they're going to be at this point, so why don't we just drag them on? I'm not even going to send them a message. Aye, aye. Ha-ha! <laughs> You've Hello! been deceived. Welcome. Let me just mute this. Good plan. Hi. Yes, welcome to the topical resort right here on Radio Sega, and oh, welcome man. Shaddix and King. What would you like to talk oh, about oh, today? Oh, I've just been out of it. Very, very sudden. Been to be a day like boys. Yeah, we are. 
what do you want to talk about, King? Uh, why are you seeing me? Because you, you're, you're the lead. Am <laughs> 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 I so like, you're like, this be just like any opinion at all? Yeah, anything. Just, uh, uh, just do anything at this point. This call's gone on for long enough. <laughs> God. Well, we can say that Jamie has bad opinions. We know that for a fact. Um, if you talk about like, you know, like, the, am I, like, like the new Daytona, yes? I have not. Go right ahead and talk about yeah. the new Daytona. Um, yeah, it runs like 10 frames per second on my laptop. I guess go ahead and give a bit of backstory, because I haven't even talked about, you know, how people yeah. discovered it. Uh, it's, um, it's trailer came out, I think it was, like, last year. Called um, Daytona USA, like, like, yeah, that. Yeah. like obviously, like, like back and see mm. it as through. Like a few months later, but, uh, like, like they took this like the playoff and they just said it with the rain back from the Yeah. No. Right. Oh. King, you're breaking up again. <laughs> let, let Dean explain <laughs> it quickly <laughs> instead. <laughs> Basically, Daytona USA released last year, originally dubbed Daytona USA 3, changed, now it's just Daytona USA Championship. Sega brought it out to the UK, Europe, blah blah blah, this year. Had a massive cock up and uploaded the entire game online with the patch for some odd reason. Now it's out there for everyone to download and enjoy. And you can play it on PC, more yes. specifically. With a bit of editing, it actually functions just on a normal PC. Although yes. it, it requires a quite beefy PC, as Dean discovered, as he only gets 10 FPS on the <laughs> yeah. game. Not even that, I think it was like even lower than that. Uh, uh, yeah, but... You're still breaking up, mate. Uh... <laughs> Throw your iPhone against the wall. It, yeah, go on. It was an, and then it, it had, and it was it was like announced on the like, and they and it got rid of it and said it was going to be a remaster of kind of the like like some like the original style instead of like, um like making it a three, which was. Which I think is like kind of good because if they're going to make a three, it kind of would have just ruined the whole thing. Because um, obviously it wasn't made like by the same people who made one and two, which was still waiting for two on a home console. So they're going to do that for one. Yes, they do. Yeah, we need Daytona too, and Boogaloo has been campaigning for that in our Discord. So you can join the campaign. Like, can I have a campaign in your IRC on myself? Yes. Okay. Am I like you know like if they bring like the Atomic Two though? I mean, I think they need to bring all the model uh, model three um, okay. AR board games on as well. Because I just don't want a massive collection. Like yeah, some of the model yeah. two games. I've I've been so surprised they haven't done a collection of model two stuff, especially considering how easy it is to emulate nowadays. Yeah, especially yeah. Can, it's also Sega as well. They have access to like the best emulators available because they can make something. So they've access yeah. to the source code, unlike the people who make it. So unlike yeah. Sonic One, sorry. Yep. Yep. What the fuck is a source code, Sega? I but I'm all. Also, this is going out of PG zone now, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's 9pm, it's the watershed. Yeah, so we can say. Emily, like, I tend to, like, I tend to, like, you're, like, not trying to swear, because, you know, like, I usually do a lot, but then, uh, and I'll hold myself back on video Sega because you know he's a good man. Come on, I try I to be no man. You know, I don't try to expose me true self. You know. Ah, uh, but if you, <laughs> he's a faker. Faker, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'm the fake fat man. You know. <laughs> I'm the true fake man, fat man. Then, wait, what? 
Oh, right. like, oh, like, the reason I bought all tournament up though. I remember it, seeing that once. I oh, want to get it. I'm sorry. Uh, what, like, like, what were you saying, like, sorry? I was yeah, going to say something. But... I was going to ask a question. I was going to ask you a question, but finish off what you two mm -hmm. were saying. Um, the reason that I wasn't about like Daytona is because um, like recently they announced that the arcade machines like getting like a proper like gear shifter instead of just having yes. the up and down ones, which I think is going to be like a lot better because obviously person up and down is faster, but I don't think it's as good. It's lazy. Like, like I don't think it's as good is like because like you know like one thing I like with like the original Daytona in the, like in the arcade because I played it many times is because it. it it's because, like, you know, like, how good it feels to, like, you know, just, like, you know, like, play the game and, like, the gear shifting and stuff, because obviously, like, like, you know, like, you can do, like, gear, like, drifts and, and everything else, but, like, Viper wouldn't know because he's bad at the game. Uh, <laughs> I played it once, and you called me bad at the game. Uh, well, no, because you asked him how to drift, so, so, maybe. No, Alright, I played it, I played it once, and I still can't figure out drifting, so, uh, be, be, be quiet. I, I, need, I, I need to teach her. Right, okay, you anyway. It, you just need to let it go. <laughs> <laughs> I need to move on. Right, so I'm going to ask you the same question I've asked everyone quick. Yes, yes. So, the same question that I asked everyone is, even if it wasn't released in 2017, what was the game that made your 2017? Mania, 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 Mania! Uh, I'm get up, get up, get the layers for me. Right, sorry, what was it? Do you know what that game that is? No. Uh, Persona 5. Ah, oh, of course that. it was. <laughs> oh, take your hat. Um, yeah, I, mean, I thought, like, for, like, for what I paid, it's, like, it's guaranteed quality. It's, it's, because it's amazing. Do you want to buy it me for the, on the PS3, then? No. Uh, well, no, it's, like, slow a load time, you know? <laughs> I'm gonna buy a PS4. Emulate it, bruh. Just don't tell Atlas. Yeah, because Atlas will get angry. Aye. <laughs> so, I was gonna say, let's reverse the question. And I already know what someone's answer here is going to be, and I think I know what the second person's answer is going to be. Even mm. if it wasn't released in 2017, what was your least favourite experience of 2017? One that just left a sour taste in your mouth. I like King Answer. Uh, well, uh, I know, well, but like, no, like, I was going to say Forces, because Forces <laughs> is the biggest thing. <laughs> and, okay. um, and, and I did 100% that game, and Imperial Tower did make me want to rip me eardrums out. So. Everyone's already my surprises tonight. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, you already know. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. uh, but, um, honestly, the um, oh, in my like, like game that like no like left us was. I um, I don't even know what play. You know, like to be fair, it's like you know like either forces or it's like some. It's like you know like the Sega and Gemma, it's good forces like. Like forces just Rocket League, because we're losing right now. <laughs> but you're playing as we speak. <laughs> no. This is the type of stuff you're on right now. <laughs> yeah, we're losing 2 0. It's been debated, man. We talk about the bad yards. At least we're paying attention. Be glad. We're paying for yeah. I feel like, what's yours, Dean? <laughs> I was gonna say, what's yours, Dean? Yeah, <laughs> not Rocket League, Not Rocket League, obviously, I, I like this game. Uh, yeah, Forces, definitely. I would say as well, because I went into that game and I did like it on the, you know, the fight, lap fest, whatever you want to call it, fight fest, pre-release. I liked it then, but then I got the full game and I was like, is this all this? That, you can do just 
it, it just felt empty and shallow. Even looking at the pre-release content, it just seems dead empty and shallow still. <laughs> what game is this again? Arms oh. for the Nintendo Switch. Oh, oh yeah, actually, actually, um, actually, I want to talk about something about that. Mm. Uh, when my car did the looks, you know, the same game, charging the same price. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't like that. If it was, I think it was more of a punch out game as well. I don't know. This is the type of conversations we have on a daily basis, people. We do. Oh man, we argue about everything. And like, like these two chads, like, like, want us to buy Mario Kart like deluxe, but I refuse because it is forty-eight pounds, and it's the same game as I've got on Wii U. It's not the same one. You back me up, people. It's not the same game. It's not. You know it's true. You know it is true. The frame pacing's been removed. Isn't oh. Oh yes, he. Oh, oh yes, he. You can't slim hop now. No, <laughs> forty-eight quid. Here we come. Oh, now, now you, now you convince me. Yeah, but you bought Rocket League as well. So. Shut up. <laughs> and right. I bought Rocket League, but then like like three days later, it went on sale. So I lost <laughs> money. I shouldn't imagine that. Anyway, right. I'm going to end this off now because this has been an experience. Any final oh, words I you'd like to say before I drag you two right. back to the chill out? I love you as always. Yeah, yeah, Everybody like cheers, like you're like bringing us on. You know, we're, and we're pretty good. Thank you, baby. No Top problem. Of life. I'll see you later. And that was Shaddix Crofting King. Uh, that was an experience as always. But with that in mind, we're gonna end the Discord calling. Oh no, we're not. I'm joking because it is time for it's time for Wonder Man. I lied. Hello. He's you back. Lie. Oh god, I relax and then you come on up. Uh, oh, I mean... Good, good, good job, uh, yeah. Hello. Anyway, Jamie, welcome to the Topka Resort. You're live on air, so please don't swear. And what would you like to talk about today? Uh, I'd like to... Let's see, it's going for 2017 as a whole, sir. Let's start off recently again, sir. Uh, show, as you know, is a C64 like that with Tusco. Just about that. I think uh, 2017, the best point really for me would have to be uh, actually two points, and it's not even Sega related. Go right ahead. Well, well, somewhat. It's uh, hearing Nintendo finally getting a game of the year in the form of Breath of the Wild. It's basically something that's been expected from for a while, but. Those family be those family able to do it thanks to the Switch's sales and with uh, Left of Wild uh, being what one of the biggest and uh, best selling Zelda games for a while now. Definitely. And then the other thing which we discussed a while about two three weeks ago was uh, Bayonetta. To go ahead and explain, I guess, why Bayonetta has been an experience? Uh, because, uh, be- uh, with the help of, uh, again, with Nintendo support and uh, from the second one, and that uh, it led to a third game being developed again, published and uh, by Nintendo and uh, exclusive for the Switch. It was indeed and some sh- good stuff. Yeah, and it shows that there is actually a video out there that actually cares about Bayonetta more than the company that owns the franchise. Which is sad, but 
It's still Sega's franchise, Nintendo fans, get off! Poke some of the <laughs> stick. So... It's just, with Bayonetta, I think ownership-wise, it's, uh, with Sega not really doing anything with Bayonetta themselves, I'd like to see him sell off. I think that'd be the best logical plan, but at the same time, I sort of want it to be Sega, just because there's sort of a little part of me that hopes that there'll still be Sega references in Bayonetta 3, but it won't happen, because it'll be replaced with Nintendo references. You mean, like, in, uh, like they did with, uh, Bayonetta 2? Yeah, all the, all the Sega references were sort of done for Nintendo references, even though Sega still owned the game, and that really saddened me. Oh, but Sega don't really care about Bayonetta, to be honest. This is true! <laughs> but I guess, and let's flip that on its head, so, uh, let's instead... Please say something different, please say... So, uh, why don't we go ahead and talk about... What's your least favourite experience of 2017, whether it was... It doesn't even have to be a game, just what was your least favourite media experience in 2017? Least favourite media experience? I guess it doesn't even have to be games, it, it can be like a movie, it can be a TV show, it can be a bit of music. Because, just to mix it up a little, I guess. Uh, I can't remember if it was this year, but still here with the fact that Sony releasing Michael Jackson tracks, even the... The need to let him rest and that, the fact that the music the release has now very little to do with the King of Pop. Yeah, that, the, the, it was confusing when they even chose to release the music in the first place when it was unreleased, and especially now since they've tinkered with it and other people have had their greasy paws all over it, it make, makes you question why it was even released. Well, what is my, my understanding, it's uh, like that last album where, I can't remember what it's called, but you know they had that Justin Timberlake, Michael Jackson song yeah. from... Well, what it is, uh, to everyone who works with Michael Jackson's understanding is, if they found it in a catalogue where it's half complete or has unfinished touches, it's because he wasn't satisfied with the way it's going, so he left it. And you'd think that the people working on the album will said, Oh, we're big Michael Jackson fans. They would have respected his musical ways and left the tracks as they are. But they didn't. No, because uh, with the other side of things, Oh, it's Michael Jackson. We can still make millions out of him. Which is sad, but it's also true. Uh, so I guess spinning that background to gaming, the least favourite game you played in 2017... Just something that came out, perhaps, even if you didn't play it. Um, I don't really. Uh, was it uh, probably uh, here when the f bad fins was it on ukulele? Oh, that is one that I was sort of hoping someone would say ukulele, but no one ever did. Please I talk know, smack about ukulele for me. Uh, the thing is that I know very little. I is. A, it's a bad game and it wasn't intent, was it ex, in the same accept, uh, expectations of like the, the traditional collector from 3D platformers the issue mainly with it was was how hyped up it was because it was like oh my god it's made by the creators of Banjo because it's going to be the best collect font ever oh my goodness and then it came out and it was just sort of like meh it, it just feels like Banjo-Kazooie except less charming and less unique the exact same thing because it worked just because something works 20 years ago doesn't mean the same thing that worked 20 years ago will work now even though people say Banjo-Kazooie is a great game which is true 
stuff that makes a retro game great isn't the same as what makes a modern game great, and they didn't understand that of ukulele. And just because they say Banjo Kazooie best collector fun, they need to remember how Banjo Kazooie came into existence. Which was through other collector funds. I.e. Mario 64. AKA one of the better. Better than Banjo. One of the better collector thons out there. And need to remember that Mario 64 really, yes, uh, really started it all off and then everyone followed pursuit. And the thing that was just a massive kick in the teeth for ukulele is one, how discounted it is, because it's now £10 in most places for a physical copy. Yes, a physical game for PS4 that's under £30. It's unbelievable. But the second thing is the fact that well, both Mario Odyssey and Hat in Time came out this year, which were two phenomenal platformers, easily 9 out of 10 at least worthy, came out the same year as the meh ukulele. Oh yeah, I came across Hat in Time by accident on Steam, and when I saw the trailer, I was like, yeah, this is bringing back the uh, traditional 3D platformer. Because the issue was, although Ban- although Banjo-Kazooie were very great games, I don't think the team understood what made them great. And that's the issue there, because they just blindly recreated Banjo, but ever stopping to think about the things that made it great, and using those things rather than copying those things. And that was the issue there. Well, of course, they blindly uh, recreated Banjo-Kazooie. Even the name tells you that. Yeah, because it's literally... <laughs> It's the name's just taken from another instrument, just like Banjo Kazooie was, or Banjo Kazooie was two instruments in that case. Yeah, so they forgot that what Banjo Kazooie had was the charm, the sense of cuteness, what 3D platformers were known for, but the also ever expanding difficulty, which uh, any gamer can get out of. I don't even think I've got past the third stage of Banjo Kazooie, but. Then at one point, it, the game never really interested me until last year. That's true. But I guess, Jamie, with that in mind, I want to thank you for coming on to the Topical Resort. Any final things you'd like to say before I drag you back to the chill out? Uh, yes, never forget your co-host. No, I will never forget your co-host. I was actually waiting on purpose to leave you till last. So people thought, I forgot you. But I will never forget you, Jamie. I'm joking, of course. When there's someone better on, you'll always be forgotten. But any final, final words? <laughs> uh, yes, Brynum 2018. Indeed. Thank you so much, Jamie, and I will see you later. See you later. Bye for now. And that was Jamie, and that is the end of the Discord call-in. And I just have... I've just got a word from KC confirming that the Fan Choice Awards results show will air on Sunday at 7 to 9 p.m. GMT. So, mark that on your calendars... 31st of December 2017 at 7 to 9pm GMT will be the Fan Choice of the Year results. So you can find out if all your spam requesting has paid off. Because you can finally see who won. So with that in mind, we're going to kick things off with the Toppy Mix. And this week's Toppy Mix is going to be a bit different because this week's Toppy Mix is instead going to be focused on tracks which I think were my favourite from 2017. So I'm going to play my favourite 2017 so, oh, sorry, my favourite 2017 Sega track, my favourite 2017 remix, and my favourite 2017 non-Sega track. Um, one of these you've heard before, the other two you haven't heard before, but they're from games you've or games and an album you've probably heard before. So um, I know you only heard this about about two months ago now, but put up with it, and there was com- some complaining about it earlier. 
<laughs> in the call-in. So with that in mind, we're going to kick off the Toffee Mix of a track from Sonic Forces. Yes, picking music from Sonic Forces as my favourite is a very odd choice, I would agree. But from Sonic Forces, this is Fading World for Imperial Tower, right here on the Topical Resort. Let's get scratching.
Looks like Twinny was correct. We probably are going to be going for another one of Topka Resort's three-hour romps. But I got someone to be at 10 o'clock, so uh, we, we can't hang around for too long. So welcome back for the last time to the Topical Resort, and welcome back for the last time this year, to the final episode this year of Topical Resort. What you just heard there was my pick for non-Sega track of the year. My personal pick, this doesn't have anything to do with you know, Radio Sega's fan choice awards or anything, this is just my own picks. From Super Mario Odyssey, that was Break Free, Lead the Way. That that plays at some point during like the Honeycomb Kingdom or something like that? I think that's what the tags originally said, however, the actual name of that tag is Break Free, Lead the Way, and that plays in the game's, or that that is the game's uh, ending theme, actually, as well as playing at that point. And, yeah, Electric, I haven't forgot, I will get to that in a second. Before that was my pick for Remix of the Year, or Remix of the Year's in my own Remix of the Year, not Radio Sega's Remix of the Year, that was... That was Voyeur's take on Press Garden Zone Act 2 from Sonic Mania. A very wub-wubby track indeed, but I do love it very much. That's from Sonic Mania Remix by Tiny Waves. You can go ahead and buy that over on their Bandcamp page. I'd highly recommend you do so. Some very awesome stuff on there indeed. Kicking off the blog was a was my Sega track of the year from an unlikely candidate. From Sonic Forces, that was Fading World for Imperial Tower. Yes, despite all the bashing that's been going on on Sonic Forces during this show, not even through this episode, throughout the entire show, I do actually quite like Sonic Mania's soundtrack, especially the custom character stuff, and that is my absolute favourite of all the tracks in that game. And in fact, it's so good, it actually beat my other tracks that I had in line for Sega Track of the Year before that point. I was like, Sonic Mania, there's no way. This track right here, this second, or this first place, this is never going to be beaten. They're never going to. Oh, oh! Sonic Mania actually had a pretty. So Sonic Forces actually had a pretty good soundtrack, and it it beat that track, and it's now number one. Oh, that hurt for off my expectations for the year. But yes, anyway, it's now time to end off the show, and it's time to end off the topical resort for 2017. What can 2018 await us? That's a good question, but as for now, 2018 currently awaits the same old topical resort you know and love for now. If you want to know the current plans of the show, the current plans is to go up until around the March time of the first season, then cap it off somewhere around the 50 episode mark, or around the one year anniversary mark, either one of the two. They both fall around roughly the same time. That is the plan there, and then the plan will be to come back fresh with hopefully some new ideas, some new segments, all that good stuff, hopefully all to come around July, August time of that year. I know that's quite a big gap, but I have some quite important stuff going on that I should probably concentrate on during the March to July gap. And it also gives me plenty of time to come back with some new fresh ideas to keep Topical Resort nice and unique during its second season, and perhaps not feeling as much like the first, but also feeling a slight bit different. As for now, um, Lost Impact sort of gave this one away. Which is a shame, because I thought this was going to be quite a nice surprise for the end of the episode. Because we end, we started off the year of Let's Tap, so I thought it would be quite appropriate to end off the year of Let's Tap. But that will be after we've had Electric Boogaloo's request. That's what the very first episode of 2018 entails, the next episode. Let's just say, if you already hated me enough for putting Jamie on the call-in, you're going to hate me a lot now, because... The first episode of 2017 will be dedicated to Hatsune Miku. I don't think any of you are going to like me very much after next week. But yes, 
I thought it would be appropriate to start off 2017, or sorry, 2018, with some music that I personally really enjoy, even if some of you don't. So with that in mind, I will hopefully see you next week, providing you haven't abandoned me by then. I have been Green Viper 8, this has been the Topical Resort. A great year, and here's to an even greater year, minus the gap. Hopefully, the stuff that does air in 2018 will be absolutely fantastic. So, we're going to end this off with two tracks. One is a track from The Amazing Spider-Man vs. The Kingpin for Mega CD, and the other is a track from Let's Taps. Let's begin with Swing Time. This has been the Topical Resort. I have been Green Viper 8. Thanks so much to all of you who have listened. And, as always, stay topical.
Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.